This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and alongside me, editor of Football Espana website, Rory Barlow. A midweek slate to preview analysis for round 33 of La Liga coming up at the moment. This is our only podcast scheduled this week. We've got the Copa del Rey final taking place this weekend. So league action takes some time off. No plans at the moment, incidentally, to cover the Copa in full. But if you hassle the boss, Nigel, on Twitter, you never know. We might get the call. I'm sure you all know Nigel's Twitter handle. It is at Seeley underscore Nigel. If you want a copy preview, the boss has got to say yes. Uh, Rory, normal service resumed over the course of the weekend. Wins for Barcelona, Real Madrid and Atleti. And in fact, all of the top five uh, winning uh, the weekend. A bit of order returning to La Liga after Barcelona and Real Madrid getting beat the week before. Yeah, it was a bit time to be honest, Dan. I think there's uh, far too much uh, chaos going on in La Liga, to be perfectly honest. And in between the sort of uh, double midweek round, two weeks in a row, all that chaos, it was uh, all a bit much, I think, for for Spanish football fans. It was, it was hard to keep across um, all of the drama going on. But uh, as you say, normal service resumed at the weekend. Real Madrid were in fine form against San Maria. Um, and Barcelona looked uh, strangely convincing against Real Betis, it must be said. They were helped out by a red card. It should be should be noted. Mm, yeah, we're going to talk about Barcelona first. Four picks from Rory over the course of the next 20, 25 minutes uh, or so. Games Tuesday through until Thursday, all 10 games streamed live on the Bet Rivers app. We are recording ahead of games taking place on Monday. So factor that in as well when you consider uh, some of the selections that we're talking about over the course of this podcast. As promised, kicked off with Barcelona. We've got one Tuesday pick for you. This is 7.30 local, 1.30 Eastern. Barcelona, short price favourites, minus 4.35 here. Osasuna, huge price, plus 1,400. Draw, plus 5.50. Big win for Barcelona, as you mentioned at the weekend. 4-0 over Real Betis, aided by the early red card. For Edgar Gonzalez, look, tipping Barcelona to win at home is not really groundbreaking stuff when it comes to Xavi's side or indeed any of the former incumbents at camp now. But there is another factor here, and that's Osasuna, Rory, who of course are involved in the Copa del Rey final at the weekend. I mean, this fixture for them could not have come at a worse time, I guess, could it really? And you've got to forgive them because their focus will be on the Copa final, I presume. 
Yeah, it's impossible is what they were saying at the weekend. Braulio, the sporting director I was speaking to, and he was he was saying, yeah, I mean, we, we have three fixtures, four fixtures in the space of two weeks, and then Barcelona just three days before the Copa del Rey final. He was very much admitting that it's on their minds and it'd be a lie to to think that the players weren't already thinking about it because everybody's talking about it there. And uh, their last home game, there was an homage to uh, to the former sort of 2005 losing Copa del Rey finalists. Um, and it was very much uh, had the atmosphere of a send-off for Barossa for the Copa del Rey at El Sadar at the weekend. So yeah, all, all eyes and all focus is on that. As much as Hugo Barrasate will be preaching to his players and preaching to the media that it is Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona this week. Uh, it's hard not to see how they how they aren't necessarily rotating a little bit. Um, I think Jimmy Avila might get a start just to get him fit because he's been in and out of sides recently with injuries. But ultimately, I do see Osasuna managing minutes to a certain extent. And they'll be without Abde, it has to be said as well. He, there's the He should be suspended, but Barcelona have also got a, a fear clause, as they call it in Spain, on loan players when they're not allowed to play against their parent clubs. Um, they, they sometimes call that the fear clause. And so, so yeah, they're missing a couple of uh, key attacking reinforcements. Jimmy Avila won't be fully fit. And I, I, I watched them against the Sociedad, and as much as they weren't too bad necessarily at creating danger at times. They got into the right areas of the pitch. Finishing was an issue or finding that final shot is is an issue. And against the Barcelona side that we know gives up one or two chances at home sometimes, but Ter Stegen tends to be there. We saw Tati Castellanos miss that big chance against Barcelona and then score four against Real Madrid. I'm going Barcelona to win to nil at minus one two seven. It's not rocket science here. Um, and from a Barcelona point of view, I should point out as well, Andres Christensen being back is massive. Pedri looked better at the weekend than he did against Rio midweek. He looks a little bit more fit. And Ousmane Dembélé will be back as well. He he returned for the final minutes of that game against Real Betis. And I expect him to get 30, 40 minutes. And when, when he's playing, Barcelona are just a better, more unpredictable side. And as much as Rafinha has scored a lot of goals, he's got a lot of assists, 21 in total between the two statistics. Dembele is just a better player for me. Um, and he makes a big difference to this side and to Robert Lewandowski, I think. Barcelona to beat Osasuna and win to nil. Minus 127, the price Barca have won 13 at home this season in La Liga from their 16 games. 12 of those 13 wins have been to nil. Nice stat that I pulled off your site, uh, Rory. Going forward, not necessarily for this one, um, but the stat is when Frankie de Jong, Pedri, Sergio Busquets and Gavi have all started this season, Barcelona 100% winning record. Is that an obvious thing to say that Xavi wants those four to play as many times as possible because of injuries and whatever other reasons they haven't managed to play? And also on your side, suggesting they never started a game um, in Europe this season, which might be a factor why they perform so poorly in European football. Yeah, it's definitely part of it. And I mean, we, we talked about how kind of in January they had that switch. They went to that kind of four in midfield with Gavi playing nominally as a forward and how that made a big difference. And it has to be said that, I mean, I mean, it speaks to what we've been commenting on in recent weeks is that Barcelona, when you take two or three of their key players out, they're not the same side. And when they do have that fully fit side, they can be quite impressive as they were against Betis. I mean, yeah, they, they were without a player for a good 60 minutes and they were a goal down and 
it, it all kind of fell apart for Betis. I thought they were a bit unfortunate. I felt a bit bad for Manuel Pellegrini, to be perfectly honest, getting soaked in the rain. Uh, but but yeah, Barcelona are a different side with them, as I say. And and if they do all start, I I reckon Xavi will rotate a little bit. I wonder if Ansu Fati gets a start here, just because I think Osasuna will sit a bit deeper. But but as I say, I think Osasuna well worked sides, but they're going to be distracted and only Barcelona's kind of their lack of concentration and their lack of focus is going to play towards Osasuna in this match. And I think what we might see in these kind of final few weeks of the season, six games to go, is Barcelona at home and Real Madrid at home, I think might be quite impressive. I think they might play quite well. But once they go away from home, perhaps there isn't quite as much motivation. The fans won't be on their back pushing them in the same way. And uh, I, I left it out because we we're trying to avoid too many Tuesday games, just 24 hours ahead of this podcast coming out. But uh, Real Madrid are going to Real Sociedad. And I think Real Sociedad to win or draw under three and a half goals at minus one, one, two isn't a bad shout if you're looking at that game either. Nice one. Nice lean, that one. Bit of an extra selection if you're following Rory in with that. Let's move on to Wednesday games. This is 7.30 local, 1.30 Eastern. Uh, Valencia against Villarreal here. Valencia plus 190. Villarreal favourites, but plus money at 138. Uh, draw plus 265. You took on Valencia with Cadiz uh, the weekend in a bet that cashed and you are opposing them against uh, again here, Rory, albeit with a bit of a caveat. Yeah, I've gone Villarreal, draw no bet for this one. And I think it comes in at minus 137. Villarreal, we know they're up and down. We know that they cause themselves issues as much as other teams do. And they conceded a goal against Celta and could well have conceded a second if were it not for a brilliant Pepe Reina save. But, but yeah, Villarreal, I think, are just... They've got a little bit more firepower. Maybe Gerard Moreno makes this game, which, as we know, I, I mentioned that previously again, that that's the key to them making the top four. If they want to have any chance, I think he needs to be fit for five or six of their last um, six games. And Valencia, again, against Cardiff, Hugo Duro came out after the match. I was just writing about that, and he was saying that if, they gonna, if they're going to beat us, it can't be because of attitudes and that um, if we don't wake up, then we're going to, to a few swear words and then, yeah, basically cussing out his teammates quite a bit. And it is this thing with Valencia at home at Mestalla, they do put in that effort, but ultimately they just lack goals. I mean, they scored against Cardiff, but that was only due to a very poor goalkeeping error, it has to be said. They only got back into the match as a result. We mentioned via the lead the previous week, um, in midweek, and they won that game, but Fiadelid kind of did them a few favours. They they shot themselves in the foot a bit. And the previous week to that, Elche was the win, and it is Elche. So, so yeah, it's a team that I don't think has a lot of firepower. I think they'll win through grit, or they'll they'll draw through grit out until the rest of the season. And I just think Fiadelid are a better team. This is, we've said it time and time again, they need to put a run together if they want to get into this top four. Real Sociedad playing Real Madrid ahead of this game. If they drop points in that game, it opens the door to, to Villarreal to reduce the gap to just one game difference. So either three points um, or, or it could be down down further even. So yeah, I, I'm back in Villarreal in this one. Draw no bet um, at minus 137. And I, ju- I just think Chukwete had a bit of a, an off day against Celta and they still managed to score three goals. So if Chukwete is on form, if they're playing well, once Valencia need to open up a little bit, this should be Villarreal's game. But but yeah, as I say, that caveat, because we know Villarreal 
have a tendency to to work against themselves at times. Uh, Nicholas Jackson scoring um, a couple at the weekend and one in the game prior to that. What do we know about him? Plus 900 first goal scorer here, plus 360. Anytime he's got uh, four in his last five now. Um, is he a player that is going to start again? He started the last three. Is he, is he someone bursting through? Someone that first goal scorer betters can, can look to maybe with a bit of confidence? Still young, obviously. Yeah, I find his finishing a little bit erratic, so I maybe would stay away from it. Anytime's perhaps a better market to look at. I think Nico Jackson will start unless Gerard Moreno is fit. But uh, but yeah, he's he's good. He's pacey. He works in behind very well. He opens up space for his fellow attackers. And you see a bit of an improvement from Jeremy Pino and Chiquete as well, it has to be said, since he's come back into the side. And so against the Valencia side, the, again, kind of, lacks a wee bit of pace at the back he'll try and stretch that defense out and i think he could be pretty useful it all depends on the way the game is kind of sat because i think initially in this game you'll have valencia sitting a bit deeper trying to 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 halt Villarreal and hit on the break which doesn't necessarily suit jackson but as i say if valencia are forced to come out if Villarreal can break them down initially it's all in Kike Setien's favor and i think nico jackson anytime is perhaps a, a decent enough market to look at if you've got the odds there dan yeah, um, he is, uh, what do we say, to score at any time, um, plus 360 any time. It's a fair price, isn't it? He's an attacking player that's coming in, as you mentioned. There are uh, a number of players, good competition, those forwards, um, starting roles uh, for Villarreal at the moment. Villarreal to beat Valencia, draw no bet, minus 136, 137, something like that is the play here. Atleti against Cadiz next. This is Wednesday, 10 p.m., Local, 4pm Eastern. Good time for uh, United States betters, this one. Atletia short, minus 3.35. Caddy's big price, plus 10.50. Draw, plus 4.50. Um, Atleti involved in a wild game on Sunday night. Three up against Valladolid after 38 minutes. Then 3-2. Came back to win 5-2 with a couple of late goals. I can't imagine that Diego Simeone is going to be particularly happy uh, about that, even though it was an eighth win in there. Last nine, it's not the type of scoreline that I associate with uh, Joe Simeone, uh, Rory. No, it speaks to kind of how well they're playing on the one hand, because five goals is very much not Atleti style. But but I think you saw a little bit of what we were saying about Real Madrid and Barcelona as well. That concentration at home is different to the way it is away from home. And I think it's, it's easy to maybe slip into a bit of a, a lackadaisical error or perhaps ease off a little bit, especially if you're winning. And you saw that with Real Madrid almost at the weekend too. They were... Three um, 0 up, I believe, and then they went back to three two, and eventually one out four two. They were they were pretty comfortable, but I think Atleti at home will be more solid defensively. They've had a few injuries at the back, it has to be said. So I think there's been a bit of shuffling going on around them. By the leads, we've spoken about their kind of jump in terms of goals and in terms of attacking play under Petzolano. And I think that was also a factor in this match, the fact that Vaid's lead are willing to go toe-to-toe almost with most teams now. They're willing to go back and forth in these games, and especially with Atleti so many goals up, I think it, it was incumbent on them to do so. And that's why you saw the game kind of open up in that sense. And, and you saw seven goals eventually. Caddy, not going to be the case. They will sit back. They will try and hit on the break. They will try and take a point from this game, I think. You saw against Valencia, that was a home game, a game that they're more... Um, yeah, the pressure was on them to win that to get a result. So I think we'll see a much more defensive caddy from this game. But they're also missing a few players. They've got a few suspensions coming up. I look at up front, you've got kind of a rotating 
cast of Choco Lozano, Omar, uh, Chris Ramos, Alvaro Negredo. There's nobody really in form. And although they, they do seem to eke out goals from elsewhere, you've got Gonzalo Escalante in very good form. I, I don't see them scoring in this match, which is why I've gone Atleti to win to nil at minus 114. And, uh, and yeah, you've only got to look at Antoine Griezmann, who notched another two assists for your reason as to why I think Atleti will, will break them down eventually. Just nine goals away from home, incidentally, Cardis. It's the joint fewest in La Liga. They're not particularly adventurous on their travels. And against Atleti, well, one suspects that the home side will come good. We like Atleti to beat Cadiz and to win to nil. Uh, minus 114, fair price, just a shade under doubling your money for that game on Wednesday night. And we're going to tackle one game on Thursday as well. It's Sevilla against Espanyol. Uh, Sevilla minus 106 could end up being one of the best of the midweek slate for me this Espanyol plus 320 draw plus 250 here this is 730 local on Thursday 130 Eastern our successful run of opposing Espanyol came to an end on Sunday they defeated Getafe 1-0 Rory uh, just looking at some of the stats they didn't watch the game but 2.65 expected goals 17 attempts on goal eight of which were on target it sounds like they probably deserve to win that one we can't get it right every time with Espanyol no they were a better team it has to be said and I think uh, as I mentioned the kind of chaos in the managerial uh, ranks at, at Getafe did not help matters they had appointed sporting director Ruben Reyes after uh, Sack and Kike Sanchez Flores on Thursday. And then on Saturday, they did manage to persuade Jose Bordelas to join when they couldn't previously. So, yeah, less than 24 hours before this match, new manager coming in. It, it's hardly ideal. Um, even so, as you say, there's 2.65 XG. Possibly it was still it was still a penalty that they had to get their goal through, which tells you that perhaps that confidence still isn't necessarily there. It's a pretty good atmosphere, it has to be said, at the RCD Stadium. And and it was quite raucous. It felt almost like a a last stand in some senses. Uh, but it will be against them on Thursday night against Sevilla. Ramos Sanchez Pizjuan will be pretty fiery. I think they've just finished Feria de Abril in Sevilla, um, and the focus will very much be on getting good results ahead of their clash in the Europa League with Juventus. They've got a full week before that match, which makes me think that they'll be going all out as playing as much as they can. And Lucas Campos, the likes of him, will be starting Yusuf in this series. There's no reason for him to be rested either. At minus 106, I've just gone Sevilla to win. I'm, I'm pretty surprised they're that, um, that long, in a sense, almost. Because, as you say, Espanyol in poor form lost seven of their last nine before that Hatafe victory. It was looking pretty poor and now. They're just not a great team right now, Espanyol. I've not seen masses from Luis Garcia to suggest that they are markedly different or better. If anything, I'd say they've been worse since um, since Diego Martinez left. Sevilla, as we said last time against Girona, I mean, this is probably going to come out just, just ahead of their match against Girona. And I was saying in the last podcast, everything comes off from Mendy Bar. Confidence is just so high at Sevilla right now. At home, I find it very hard to back against them. And uh, no travelling in this week as well. Girona is at home on Monday night. And uh, yeah, three of, three of their last four wins. Ocampos is on fire. I just think Sevilla will overwhelm Espanyol ultimately. And we know that they concede goals. Hitafe was an outlier in that sense. So, so yeah, Sevilla to win at minus 106, as you say, Dan. 
they could get shorter if they beat Girona. We're recording ahead of it. So if you want to take a flyer, it all depends, of course, when this podcast comes out. You may well have missed the prize. We'll see what happens with that game tonight, of course. Uh, but we like Sevilla regardless. And I think you can even take a little bit shorter uh, should the price cramp up just a little bit. Those are the four uh, picks. Let's just remind you, Sevilla against Espanyol. A Sevilla win uh, in Atleti's game against Cardiff. We like uh, Atleti to win to nil. That's around about minus 114. Uh, Rory likes Villarreal to beat Valencia, but draw no bet here, minus 136. And in the Tuesday game, Barcelona to beat Osasuna to nil, minus 127. I know it's minus money, but it does still seem big, given all the stats for Barcelona and their wins at home and the fact that Osasuna have got the Copa del Rey final coming up. Speaking of which, as we've said already, um, we're not going to be previewing it in any sort of depth but just to get your thoughts before we wrap up, Rory, because you were in Pamplona, of course, last weekend. Real Madrid are minus 295 to win in 90 minutes. Osasuna plus 750. Draw at 90 at uh, plus 390 just to win the trophy. So extra time penalties, whatever. Minus 400 for Real Madrid and plus 300 uh, for Osasuna. Real Madrid, who have won the Copa 19 times. Osasuna have never won it. And just looking at some of the finals over the course of the last decade, I don't see too many upsets, Rory. We see Alaves getting to a final against Barcelona a few years ago. We've had Athletic Club as well uh, getting to finals recently, but not winning. Um, judging by that, do we back against Real Madrid? What, what, what are your thoughts here ahead of the cup final? Yeah, I mean, Real Madrid have obviously got to be very heavy favourites for this match, I think. It works for Osasuna, the fact that the schedule's been so heavy and the fact that the Champions League tie is just on the horizon, it's on the Tuesday. And that's a factor, isn't it, I guess, isn't it? That, that That's a, a factor certainly for Real Madrid if you want to think what is the negative there. They play City at home, don't they, just uh, the following midweek? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think certainly there's a feeling amongst Osasuna that that helps them. Modric, I think, is unlikely to play, play this match. He's picked up an injury he's doubtful for the game, he's doubtful for the City match as well, he's been to Belgrade to uh, meet with a specialist uh, to try and try and get himself fit, but knowing Carlo Ancelotti, I don't think he'll risk Modric, certainly not from the start in this match, so that's a factor as well, especially in finals, especially in tight games, Modric is often the, the key, the one that unlocks the chest, I think from a, from a more of a betting perspective, the one thing I'd keep an eye on is Real Madrid in 19 minutes, I could see this game going to extra time. Osasuna have been very much been, it's one of the phrases that's been repeated a good few times around the campus. Let's make this a long game. Let's make this a, a sort of tired, strung out game with a poor pitch at La Cartuja. And let's just really kind of, yeah, make Real Madrid work for their victory. So I think the first 20 minutes will be key, especially if you happen to be watching this or if you're watching it in game. If Real Madrid don't go ahead early, then I think it could be a it could be a long game. I think it could go into extra time. I'd go unders. I don't think this will be a, a high scoring match. And also sooner at a certain point, if they do concede, if they do go behind, will be required to come out. But I still don't think they're likely to concede a lot of goals in this match. Um, and as much as the pressure will be on Real Madrid and there will be a certain pressure on Osasuna that they've not experienced before, just being in a final, they will have a raucous, raucous support behind them. And I think that is a that is going to be a factor if Real Madrid are being drowned out, which I assume they will be, to be perfectly honest, by the Osasuna fans. 
Might not be so straightforward then for Real Madrid. That's interesting. Under two and a half goals is plus 125, incidentally. That's for the 90 minutes. We've got betting on the Bet Rivers app and on the Bet Rivers side as well. You can check those out uh, right now. Obviously, there'll be more markets available the closer we get to the final. Rory, great stuff. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time La Liga edition. We're going to be back, obviously, for the next round of uh, Spanish top division fixtures, which is obviously the week after this. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers content app because we win. And of course, Rory and Football Espana will be across everything when it comes to the Copa del Rey final in Seville. So if you want some more information on that, check out the website. That's all from us this week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.